Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Barbara Ann Mojica, who is an author, educator, and parent. Barbara, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm an author, a parent, uh, a retired educator. I have 40 years experience in the education field, working both with children in the general population and children with special needs. Uh, I am now retired, but not really because I'm probably working just as many hours as I did before, but I am pursuing my passions, which are teaching and working with children and history. Uh, I believe history is so important to understanding ourselves, understanding our communities, and understanding how we got to where we are today gives us an opportunity to live a better life today and to hopefully implement change for a better future. Love it. Love it. No, I couldn't agree more. I think both history on a wide scale, you know, going all the way back to like 1600s, 1700s, even before that, and then your own history, right? Like, I think if we can study our personal history as we grow, it helps us as well. So I love that you are pursuing your passions, teaching, working with children and history. I understand you're retired now. Tell us about the book that you wrote. Well, I have a whole series of books. Uh, I started uh, writing books only a couple of months after I retired, and I wanted to make history fun for kids. So um, my illustrator, who also happens to be my husband, who has had a long, long career in art, uh, decided he would create a cartoon character for me to narrate the season, the series, and to make it more fun. So that's the way uh, we approached it. And the character is modeled on an earlier version of myself. Uh, I always wanted to travel. From a very young age, I was curious about people and how they develop their interests and, and how they learn to explore different places. And, and uh, I always wanted to travel. And unfortunately, when I was growing up, I didn't get a chance to do that very much because uh, my parents uh, were poor. We didn't have a lot of money. So we didn't even have a car and we didn't get to travel. But I vowed as soon as I was able, I was going to get out there and see the world. And I did. Um, meet a wonderful teacher who talked me into going to college. And that was the first step in pushing me toward my goals uh, because I hadn't really thought I would be able to do that. And uh, I worked really hard. I got myself into a college uh, based on merit. And at the time there was a, a system 
uh, in the city in which I lived, but uh, if you had uh, exceptional grades, you could get entrance into this city university system with no tuition. So that's what I did. I worked really, really hard. I got myself in and I managed to uh, do well and even get a scholarship for graduate school. So I kept my curiosity going. I kept my determination growing. And I believe that any child can succeed uh, if if you really work hard, you can achieve anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And specifically in the story, when you were talking about how the kind of the first turning point was a, another teacher convincing you to go to college. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And you said that you had never thought about it that way. And I think that whole, um, going after something, working hard and thinking and believing that you can do it and actually taking time to sit and just like dream and like practically dream of like, okay, how would I actually get there is so important. So I love that you're now here, a person who didn't even think they could go to college now is a published author making history fun for kids. So would you say that is primarily your motivation in life, waking up, that's what gets you up and gets you going every day? making history fun for kids? Yes. And I, you know, I try to keep my hand in teaching. I, I don't want to just write the books. I want to help everybody else to be the best they can be, basically. So I use the, the many years of experience that I have to try to inspire other people to take action. I do teaching videos, you know, mini lessons on my YouTube channel. I have a blog and I share whatever information I can uh, find. You know, I share resources for parents. I, I share resources with authors who have, you know, been on the journey uh, that I've been and have found out the hard way, how difficult it is to become a published author, because it's not just writing a book. You have to have a passion for a subject and you have to, you know, really believe in, in what you're doing. But there are so many elements that go into it that, you know, you have no idea, uh, you know, are there the marketing, the, you know, the, uh, the learning to, get the right keywords, the right book cover, the right title, uh, the, the, uh, all of the components that go in, learning social media, learning the technology uh, behind getting the book actually published. There are just so many things uh, that you have to learn. So again, it's a constant learning process, but I try to share whatever I can. Uh, to help people in as many areas uh, as I can. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And I do think that that is an important piece uh, for authors, for business owners, for entrepreneurs, for anybody really going out and doing their own thing where there's not a cookie cutter path. There's going to be some things that you really have to tap into that passion, tap into that purpose to like keep on moving forward. Because having to learn marketing, mm -hmm. Having to learn SEO, having to learn all this stuff really can get to you. Oh, it's, it can be so frustrating. You know, you really have to have patience and you have to have perseverance because, you know, a lot of 
uh, people think, well, uh, if I write a book, okay, I'll get it published, and then that's the end of it, and that's not the like end the start of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the beginning, and you don't realize all the things that you need to have in place before you even really you should have in place before you even start writing a book which of course I learned the hard way uh, <laughs> I no. didn't have everything in place before I started writing but I have now a whole series of books and I I have 13 books published plus a coloring activity book and uh, my some of my books are uh, iconic places like the Statue of Liberty and um Mount Rushmore, uh, and some of them are uh, outdoor places uh, like Sequoia National Park, uh, and uh, some of them are museums uh, and uh, scientific play exhibits like La Brea Tar Pits. And uh, I just try to make it as immersive as possible, as interactive as possible, and I pose questions in, in my books to uh, get children to do a lot of critical thinking, because that's something that I think um, is not really being emphasized and taught in the schools today. We are teaching uh, a common core curriculum that is uh, meant to get students to perform and pass a test to say that they have achieved a certain level and it doesn't teach them how to think, it's more concerned with what to think. And um, I think parents and teachers have to do a lot more with teaching children these critical thinking skills, being able to focus on a problem and then being able to analyze uh, what's going on what are the connections? What's influencing the people involved? What other things are happening at the same time? Uh, and then inferring, you know, having having children think about, well, what were the motivations behind these things, and and how were the people communicating with each other? Were they communicating with each other? And uh, is there more than one way to solve the problem? Sometimes the answer in history is, you know, there is no conclusion. There are many conclusions uh, that that can be drawn from from one one event or one one situation. So there are many, you know, perspectives, and I don't think we concentrate enough on uh, teaching children how to do all of those things. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's very easy to teach, especially like with math being so prevalent and like technology being so prevalent. It's like there's one answer, this works type of thing. But with a lot of problems in life, that critical thinking is key and like understanding the story, you know, the motivations, what was happening and like all the pretext context and like and then what played out because of what, you know. And so understanding that cause and effect and seeing where like, I think something that's key for that was key for my learning in college. I took this course called learning psychology and the way I was able to learn effectively was when I placed myself in the head of the um, researcher from like 1920s and 1930s. Mm -hmm. And they would have this um, reasoning process that they did to like tweak their experiments. And I was really able to remember 
how they tweak the experience because I tried to think like they think. So then understanding the story and relating it to yourself, I think is a, a key like critical thinking skill that can really be learned in history. Exactly. Perspective, you know, uh, is key. And uh, of course, we live in the 21st century and our world is changing radically day by day. So we can't keep up with the changes happening so fast. Whereas 100 years ago, you know, um, it, it could take six months to get a letter across the ocean. Yeah, you know, it, you know, totally, totally different situation and mindset. And sometimes uh, I think that's that can be a disadvantage because now everything is so instantaneous. We tend to jump to conclusions. Uh, we we tend not to sit back and analyze and look at the various perspectives. Well, well, we look. Oh, what what's going on online? How many people agree with this? And then some of us will say, Well, all of my friends are thinking this way, or my political group thinks this way, or my religious group thinks this way, or uh, how, you know, so how, how can we make an objective analysis? We, we tend to be more black and white, uh, rather than thinking, you know, in terms of multiple opinions and multiple perspectives on things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. Well, awesome, Barbara. Let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. I know one of them is making history fun for kids, but are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Well, uh, I want uh, people to be more open-minded. I want people to realize that if we want to understand where we're going, we need to understand that we are all a part of history. We're all part of memory. So if you think about a person who wakes up one day uh, and, and develops amnesia, just think of how unsettling that is, not knowing who you are, where, where you came from, uh, you know, who your family is, what your situation is. And, you know, when you think about it, everything has memory. So everything has a history. And when we're born, we I think of us as becoming a character in history. We all have the ability to make changes and develop a path, but we are already a part of a family and our family has a history. We're already a part of a community and our community is wrapped up in the memories of people who have come together for various reasons, whether they be cultural heritage or economic reasons, but they have come together bound by something that is unifying them. And then our communities become part of a larger global world. We become part of a, a, a larger group of people all over the world. And I think it's really important to help children become engaged citizens. So they have to realize that they are parts of uh, members of all of these different groups and that we all have to work together to make each of those groups be better. And you know what history provides for us is kind of a, uh, a legacy, a, a preservation of what communities and people have, to have 
developed in the past and, and their experiences. And it gives us a kind of a framework. Uh, we have records, we have artifacts, we, we have a, a framework of what has happened. And we can use that to develop our own stories to build on top of that. Some of it might have been good. Some of it might have been bad. People made good decisions. They made poor decisions. But we can use that to move forward and uh, to improve things. So I think change is, is, is you know, part of life. We all grow and we change and we evolve and we have different experiences. We Some paths we take in life uh, lead us along a, a, a similar direction and other people change completely and go in an opposite direction and, and learn to, to do something else. But all of these memories are an important part uh, of that in our journey. And along with that, when we teach our children how to wonder and how to ask the questions of, who and what and when and, and why, uh, we develop their curiosity and uh, we inspire them to move you know, outside of themselves and to use uh, other experiences to grow themselves. So we encourage them to find solutions. We encourage them uh, to, in looking at the past, to have compassion for people to, to have a certain um, wonder at their, uh, their experiences as, as a model for us. Some, some of them are good examples for us. Some of them are poor examples. And, you know, we have to learn from their mistakes uh, not to repeat them. But we also have to keep in mind, again, as you were talking about before, that uh, our world is rapidly changing and, and our, we have to change our perspective along with the, you know, the changes in communication, the changes in uh, the connections that people have with one another, the changes in uh, uh, context of, of, uh, of what, has ha what happens today uh, it might be totally different because uh, the world has just changed so much. So in some respects, the world is similar. It's an evolution. In other respects, the world has dramatically changed and uh, we have to adapt to that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I love that. And so we got two dreams and goals so far. It's making history fun for kids. It's helping people be more open-minded to understand that we're all part of history and how much it actually plays a part in our life, whether it be us being able to be in the present and confident in who we are and our ability to change in the future going forward. So are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Well, for myself, I just want to do as much as I can to help parents and teachers succeed. Uh, I, I've worked with all kinds of children and I know that one of the uh, biggest 
gratifications of my life has been the times when I have helped someone else to succeed. So I think we all have to learn that uh, not to be as egocentric as, as we often are, but that uh, the best way for to uh, make ourselves better is to help other people be better. So whatever I can do to use my experiences to help uh, parents of children with special needs or to help teachers uh, who are struggling with uh, issues today which uh, are out of their control because so much in education today uh, is uh, administration and paperwork and you know teachers are not given uh, the time they need to work with children on a basis of their individual needs there's a lot um, less emphasis on uh, adapting to individual child's learning styles uh, because we have this you know this mindset of the the common core curriculum and that everyone has to achieve this certain standard and in, in a very certain way. And some children cannot learn that way. And, and a lot of teachers today are very frustrated uh, because they're spending so little time uh, actually working one-on-one -on -one with the student that they're attending workshops, they're, you know, they're, uh, developing their curriculum according to the needs of, you know, the top down, uh, we must do this, we must, we must follow this technology, we must follow this new program. And a lot of it is, is taking time away from the students. I know in the last few years that I was teaching, I spent a lot of time going to all kinds of teacher development, quote, staff development. But it, it, to me, a lot of it was a waste of time because uh, a lot of it would get thrown out within a year or two. And here we had spent all of this time learning all of these programs that were not really helping the students at all. So I, I think t a lot of teachers are, are very frustrated with that. And a lot of parents are too. That's why they're starting to demand other alternatives to education, you know, different types of schools, uh, charter schools and homeschooling and uh, cooperative learning type of centers. And so they're, they're learning that, you know, not every child can succeed in this, you know, cookie mold kind of system. So I think that's a good thing. I think uh, one thing that COVID has done is um, made a lot of parents aware that there were things in, in the education system that weren't really meeting the needs of their child and, and you know, and that they have to be more involved and, yeah. and in, the, in the education because parents are our first teachers and, and certainly um, that can't be taken out of the equation when you're talking about education. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate your heart for helping parents and teachers succeed. And I think you point out some really critical issues, both with parents 
needing to be involved and with the school system having that cookie cutter mold that is so harmful for some students, right? Like some, some kids thrive, some kids just don't. And then um, I think one of the saddest things is when kids internalize the message that they can't thrive and then they extrapolate it to like other areas of life because they didn't fit that mold. That's what really breaks my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, awesome. Let's go ahead and go figure out what one or two people you could meet right now that would help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would, uh, they, how would they do? Well, it would be nice if I met uh, someone on uh, one of the very popular television shows who would uh, allow me to come on and talk about my message, uh, both about history and education. Uh, Probably not gonna happen. I have worked to uh, develop lists of uh, radio and television contacts and I have begun to contact them. I haven't had too much success with the major outlets yet. I, you know, I have done um, some um, interviews uh, on, on radio and a couple on TV, uh, you know, independent uh, local cable network, but I haven't been able to succeed, you know, with the, uh, the mass market, uh, which that would be one of my goals or, or wishes if I, you know, could have one. Uh, I have been working uh, uh, with a lot of podcasts, trying to get my message out to larger numbers of people. Um, and again, I, yeah, as I mentioned before, I do work with my uh, YouTube channel. So I, you know, have videos there uh, on history for children. And I, you know, do many lessons, teaching lessons to try to help uh, parents supplement their kids learning. I, I do uh, book reviews on my blog uh, as well. So I have all kinds of tips and tricks and, and reviews of uh, the kinds of books that I think would be good for kids. So, uh, you know, I try to develop a whole list of uh, resources. But uh, again, I would like to try to reach a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals? Well, uh, of course, I would like them to to read my books because I think it really opens up a child's mind, not only to history, but I I try to introduce all kinds of issues like uh, the environment, like nature, like uh geography, like um, museums, all, all kinds of experiences uh, that I, and I asked the children all kinds of penetrating questions like um, what do they think about uh, the Native American rights? And in my, um, I have a book on Mount Rushmore and we talk about how the, uh, land was taken from the Lakota Sioux and uh, they were given a treaty and then we took the land back from them and then Mount Rushmore was was built on on this land that was taken back from them and that 
now the uh, Lakota Sioux are building their own memorial. They're building the Crazy Horse Memorial near Mount Rushmore. And what do they think? Do they think we should have one memorial, two memorials? What do they think about Native American rights? And, and uh, I, I talk about uh, little characters in history that were forgotten. Uh, or overlooked, like Alonzo Swan, who, who was uh, one of the heroes on the Intrepid uh, battleship in World War II. Uh, he worked with an uh, African-American unit that at the time was segregated. And it took him 50 years to get the medal that he deserved, but he kept fighting to get it. Uh, I talk about... Um, People like Matthew Henson, who was a, one of the uh, explorers with uh, Admiral Perry, who was the first to reach the, uh, the pole. Uh, he was accompanied by Matthew Henson, who was the first African-American explorer uh, of significance. And he was also accompanied by several Inuit uh, native uh, natives of, of the uh, Arctic area. So uh, these are things that aren't known. There's also things like the secret room behind Mount Rushmore and who was at a Ford's theater the night that uh, Lincoln was assassinated. You know, all, all kinds of uh, little things that children um, and adults are not aware of because I have a lot of adults who read my books and, and think, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, um, they can be eye-opening to uh, to adults as well. I'm like, I, I don't know most of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome. So really read your books. Um, on that note, we're going to jump into our thriving three. What is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Oh, just one. Okay. Uh, for a podcast, I like Stuff You Didn't Learn in History Class. Um, that's a fun podcast, and uh, it has all different things that uh, you would never, ever think about exploring on your own, like, um, you know, uh, where, do pie, where were pies, where did they come from originally, pies, or um, who was the first, uh, how, how was the first first expedition to the South Pole conducted, or uh, what are some recipes from ancient Rome, or what was the relationship between Pericles in, in ancient Greece and his courtesan, Aspasia, all, all kinds of uh, crazy little things. Uh, they're, they're short podcasts that are you know, usually only 15 or 20 minutes long, but uh, lots of fun. The kind of things that I like to do, you know, introduce in, in, in my work. Uh, all, all kinds of, uh, you might call it trivia, but things you don't think about. Like I once wrote an article um, in a local news magazine about barbed wire. Like, you know, you think, okay, barbed wire, who invented barbed wire? Barbed wire was one of the most important event inventions for the West, because before we had barbed wire, the cattle just roamed everywhere and they had no means of corralling the cattle. And once the invention of barbed wire came about, ranchers could actually 
have boundaries on their ranch and prevent the uh, anyone else from coming along and, and stealing their cattle. So, you know, there are all kinds of things that we don't think about that, uh, you know, when you think about it, we can't imagine uh, how, how things would be today without it. Yeah, no, for sure. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Oh, uh, well, I take care of myself. I eat healthy. I exercise almost every day, you know, for at least 30 minutes. So I try to, to keep healthy. Once in a while, I like to pamper myself with, uh, I, I have a jetted tub. So I like to pamper myself with a, with a whirlpool. Um, I enjoy nature. I love to get out. So uh, in, in the summertime, I like to uh, go boating. I have a small little boat and I, I like to go boating and just get outside and enjoy. And I like, of course, going to historical places. And uh, I live in a very historical area uh, in upstate New York. And I have the ability to walk outside and find all kinds of historical places. In fact, the town I live in is uh, very, very old. It was founded uh, by the Dutch in the 1600s. So, you know, it has, it has yeah. a long history. So I'm, I'm surrounded, you know, everywhere by, by things that are old and things that I love. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Awesome. I love that you are um, so passionate about history. It like, it makes me happy when it's like people know what they love. And then they interweave it into every aspect of their life. It's like, I don't know. It's just an amazing thing because too many people are living not doing what they love. Yeah, ex- well, yes, exactly. And too, too many people are not willing to change. Again, it's, you know, the inability to get out of that rut and to just, you know, have the determination and, and you know, have the 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 uh curiosity the ambition to try something new you know we we get stuck in the rut and you just you know and i was a victim of that myself for a while because when, when i first started teach, teaching i stayed in the same job for a long long time uh before i realized that there were so many kids whose needs were not being met. And then I decided to go into special education. And, you know, I went back to school to get another master's degree to, you know, to be certified in special education and start working with them. So, you know, I I was not young when I did that. Uh, You know, so I mean, I it was like a real change of career for me. So but you can do it at any age. I mean, yeah. if you feel, if you feel that things aren't working out uh, and you're, you know, you're not happy, you don't feel fulfilled. If you don't feel that you're achieving something, you should definitely get out of what you're doing. There we go. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet that's somebody who has that popular television show. Mm, well, uh, 
I would say continue to do what I'm doing. Uh, I realize that it's a slow process, but uh, someday I'm going to meet that perfect person. I will continue doing podcasts. I will continue getting my message out. I'll continue working with kids and with parents. Uh, and, you know, as I said, what ha makes me happy is to get my message in front of people to encourage them to go out, be curious, be determined, and be successful, uh, help others, and then you will be helping yourself. You will be happy. There we go. And Barbara, we have one last question for you. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help, and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that, and sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they make the switch to more of that growth mindset, willing to accept help, and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? Hmm. Well, I think it's different for each person. Uh, sometimes it's it's one event that happens that forces you to change, uh, like losing a job or uh, some change in your family uh, that you know forces you to make a move. Uh, and sometimes it's just. Uh, that nagging doubt that you have inside of yourself that leads you to become so miserable that finally you have to do it. Like you just can't stand the frustration anymore. So I think for some people, it's frustration um, at just feeling like uh, that everything is wrong that you know that that they're just going in the wrong direction it's, it's kind of like an inner voice in your head uh telling you you can't keep doing this or it, it's something intern so it's either external you know an outside circumstance that forces you to do it like losing a job or a family member a, um, moving, making you, forcing you to make the change, or it's something that it's, it's kind of in the back of your head and it keeps, you know, kind of whispering in your ear, you know, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. Until finally you can't ignore it anymore. And, and you have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I agree. It is usually one of those two things. And, um, Typically, a lot of people see that event because a lot of people stay in fear and don't listen to that inner voice that is nagging them. And it's an event that usually catalyzes that. But thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Well, I think I would just leave you with uh, my my little character who narrates the season, the series, Little Miss History. Uh if you don't know your history, you don't know what you're talking about. There we go. That's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me.
Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Barbara had to say, you loved her passion for history and you want history to be fun for your kids and for you, make sure to read her books, share her books. If you happen to know any of the popular talk show hosts, Oprah, uh, <laughs> Steve Harvey, uh, I'm trying to think of some other, uh, Ellen, Ellen. Yes, it is Ellen. Uh, make sure to hook Barbara up and as we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people that need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.